Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Rogue Bludger. Ugh. Sorry, I have feelings. We while while watching Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban on mute, if you must know. Yes. Transparency is important. Transparency is important. <laughs> all Harry, all the time. Yeah. What is the rule, guys? At, with, uh, with our team, the rule is... If you see Harry Potter, you watch, watch Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Okay. So if we, we had, like, unlimited time, it, sh- it would also be, like, anytime you see your books, you just, like, pick read them up it. and read them. <laughs> you just read it. Yeah. But that's not reasonable. Yeah, we would never get We're anything not time done. Lords, so... Some of us aren't time lords. You know. One of us has a time turner at her disposal. I have, like, too many TARDISes at the house. They yeah. So we have the TARDISes, but it's like that episode of, um... Oh, yeah, you have that one, too. See, we all have... We have, we have like, varying, like sizes of TARDISes so it's like that episode Flatline where like it's not really working because they're too small like something's happening yeah. and we gotta figure out who's taking all this time energy and fucking with our TARDISes we don't have the time though because we don't have our TARDISes damn it this intro went left it did somewhere. it really did okay. we were aware but now yeah okay Okay. announcements so, and reminders <laughs> we want this podcast to be interactive and we want to know your thoughts so f- please feel free to tweet along with us Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along, and you can also comment on Facebook. Um, have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Would you like to write about it? Um, we are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like being a black Hogwarts student. Um, if you would like to submit, you can check out the website for guidelines. If you have any questions, you can email us at weblackandnerds at gmail.com. Yes. Love our blog. Love with your team. Have a few extra gallons lying around. We are on Patreon now. Woohoo! So if you go to www.patreon.com slash blackgirlsnerdout, you can pledge a month. You can give a monthly pledge um, of any amount that you're comfortable with. And we have some special thank yous. As a, for, those, yeah. for those that pledge monthly. We also would like to shout out those who have already become patrons. So shout out to Portia. And shout out to Madeline, who, who thinks she's slick. She thinks she's um, so slick. So Madeline, you, nobody would know this at this point, um, but Madeline is my mom. So, and so what had happened was I, so we got like our first patron and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And so I just like, like mentioned it to her in passing. And then later I saw we had even more money and I was like, oh, that's dope. Awesome. And then Robin actually went and checked, like, in the back end, and it was my mom, because yeah, she's, but she doesn't even listen. The thing is, is, like, half of the gifts that you get for, like, the amount that she paid, you, like, she wouldn't want. I, so I sent her a really lovely um, message being like, I'm assuming you don't want this. This thing, me and Bayana would have to set up for you, and you wouldn't know how to use it, and then you wouldn't use it, so you don't want this. So, but do you want these two things? Yeah, because she 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 doesn't listen. She doesn't even listen to the podcast. She's not a Potterhead but at all. She's not a Potterhead. She's just we my mom, her. and she's the best. But I do want to like, read. So I want to read the Patreon for that level. So it's the twenty five dollar level. And of oh course, yeah, and so of my <laughs> my computer is not working right now. Oh yeah. So That's this is really annoying how that works. and um embarrassing. Um, it's embarrassing. Um, I'll come back to it. I'll pause. And anyway. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, um, okay, so if you would like to support us um, but can't commit to a monthly donation, um, we also have an Amazon affiliate link where you can go about your regular shopping, but we still but we get some money from it. So it's no extra money from you, but extra money for us. So you can go to amzn.to slash bgno, um, and then it'll like take you, and then we get a little... It'll just redirect some, you to Amazon, some, some. and you get, you know, the toilet paper, whatever it was that you were going to get in the first place. Books, that's all I buy on Amazon are books. Coloring books. That too. Book books. All books. Walking books. Audio books. Audio books. Books on books on books. Books for days. So, we've also set up a PayPal account, paypal.me slash BGMNO. As you can see here, guys, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for you to share some of the ga- some of your galleons with your favorite witches. We also know that, like, if you can't do anything right now, that's also totally fine. It's totally understandable. Not even, like, no pressure. We know that struggle, which yeah, is why we why have all asking. of these ways to donate. Exactly. Um, because if you have, you know... A dollar, and you're not sure you're going to have that dollar next month, and you don't want to commit to Patreon, which is a monthly uh, platform, then, you know, you put your dollar in the PayPal.me, and right. and we appreciate it. Or, you know, you hold on to your dollar, because maybe next month you'll, you'll be like, damn it, I don't need that dollar, and we need you to have the dollar that you need. Because the most important thing is that you listen and we get to talk and you have internet right. so like, that we can be on Twitter together. Exactly. So the thing is, like, we, we have all these, like, ideas that we want to, like, do, you know what I mean? Like, we have things that we want to do, which is why we're asking. Yeah, and, and, like, we just, like, this is, like, the end of our, like, retreat thing for this weekend. And so we just went through our whole, like, plan up to five years. And so we have a lot of, like, things and awesome things that we're thinking about and want to do. But we need money for it because we're, you know, capitalism and stuff. Um, Which is so, so annoying. Oh, but yay, I found it. So okay, anyway. cool. Yeah, so if you can, if you can donate, please do. If you can't, no pressure. Yeah. We love you anyway. Thank you for listening anyway. Um, and so, then, yeah. So I'm going to just read the pledge. So um, Madeline, my auntie, Bayana's mom. My mom. Um, pledged the $25 or more per month. The little snippet that I wrote up for that was mom question mark because oh apparently only moms would be giving your their kids but this is before we knew that she was but yeah and we didn't even point her to the we don't know how she we literally i asked her actually i asked i was like how did you find it and she's like i don't know i just found it and i was like popped up on something i was like i didn't give it to her yeah i didn't even all i did was mention in passing that it was a thing that we were doing she also told me that she forgot about it she was waiting for us to, like, mention it, and then right. we didn't mention it because I didn't know. I was Because we to, didn't know. We, like, yeah, weren't paying attention. Trying to figure out how to work Patreon. <laughs> um, and then we found out, and then we were like, what? And she was like, oh, I kind of forgot that I did that. Um, anyway, so it says, Mom, if you pledge this amount, you will get all of the previous perks and a super cool Wizard Team or BGNO t-shirt designed by yours truly. You also have our undying love, and I'm going to say this for Amani Heron because he might be thinking about this level <laughs> you get one nope that each girl must abide by pro tip use the nope on Bayana when with dragons or ratchet tree or don't why would you do that i'm amazing when i talk about dragons and ratchet tree and whenever robin brings up yama Van yeah Zan. please do that don't do that hogwarts guidance counselor has is dropping bombs no. of wisdom on you no nope I didn't donate. You didn't donate. Still keep talking. Um, Okay, so thank you guys for listening to our rundown of give us money, please, because we have so many ideas. Um, Also, subscribe to our newsletter. Every week, we share nerd news and links to what's (laughs) been going on. As you can see, we talk a lot about Harry Potter, but also 
Doctor Who and time travel and Marvel and all the other sorts of Orphan news. Black coming back. Orphan Black, Black is coming, coming back. back. Sestra. TGI, although she's like encroaching on Shonda, which we can talk about at some Sestra. point, not on uh, Wizard Team. But that sounds like a problem for you. Um, I'm just saying solidarity yes. is important. Also, like, I don't know. There's Gina Torres apparently about. is getting a show, but Anna just told me what? about this. Yeah, Gina Torres is getting a show. And she gets to be an Afro-Latina? Like, what is this life? I'm uh, What? There's just so many things happening, and it's awesome, and yeah, okay. Um, so, so, yeah, go to blackgirlsnerdout.com and sign up for the newsletter. Right, you can hear and then we also, like, stuff. retweet stuff on our Twitter, so you can also follow us on Twitter, at We Black and Nerds, um, and like us at Black Girls Nerd Out. We are much heavily, much more heavily on Twitter than Facebook. Um, but we're there. Yeah. And hey, we look, get, it's serious. And we get notifications. I've done my waiting! 12, 12 years, years of it! In Azkaban! Okay. Anyway, thanks. I think that was a really good That was good. Uh, look at 12-year-old Harry trying to kill someone. 13, still. Okay, back to, back to yeah. Chamber of Secrets. Um, <laughs> Potter news. So, there's no, like, real news news that happened, but we just want to, like, touch on some things. Um, so, first off, Happy Witches History Month. Um, as Yay. you all know, this month, um, which is March, is Women's History Month. So we're celebrating by honoring the witches of the wizarding world. Um, you can check out our Twitter and Facebook, and we're doing like shoutouts every day. So it's different from Black Wizard History Month, where we were like talking about it on the on Wizard Team. Part of it is that there are so many witches. You know what I mean? It's way more women than there are black Sarah people. Serafina Pickering! We're going to talk about Sarah. I There's, put the spies wait, on the British wait. government. Stop, I stop, the, stop, the, stop, 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 stop. Can we, can we... Can we just... What, what was that? Serafina okay. Pickery, she anyway, needs no introduction. When you knock no, her down, she get the no, fuck back up again. No. Let's go. I don't even know where that came from. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, you can check out our Twitter and Facebook for shout-outs every day. I'm still confused. Um, my and, brain. How my brain And works. so, basically, what we're doing, instead of the Black Wizard History Month where we talked about it on Wizard Team, we're just doing, like, mini shout-outs on Twitter and stuff. Um, partly so that's a little bit different. It's, like, a different format. But also, um, Guys, because yeah, there toes. are hella, there are hella women. We were able to fill up 31 days, which we cannot do with, um... Sure can't. Shortest, shortest number of, uh, well, no, not number of people of color, but very low number of people, of black people in Harry Potter, also shortest month of the year. Who knew? Okay, anyway. So make me do um, the, We're um, also gonna do, and this is only when they come up, and if I remember and check my calendar, but Magical Birthdays. Um, we're starting this because we keep missing them. So last week, last episode, we forgot to mention that Ron's birthday he turned was happening. Um, I, didn't, I didn't do 31. the math. I didn't do the math. Whatever. Happy birthday, birthday, boo. Happy birthday, Ron. So that was last Tuesday, last week. Um, and tomorrow is Remus's birthday. Hashtag tears for Remus. Hey, look at Remus. Oh, look at Remus. Look at how cute they are. Remus is serious. They're the best. They're waiting. They're the the best dads ever. Okay. Um, Fictional dads ever. I don't want to, like, take anything away from my dad. My dad is awesome. Okay. My dad is also awesome. Yeah. My dad may or may not be coming up to Oakland to help me clean and organize my life. And that's it. And if he doesn't come, I'm going to just keep asking him until he does come. Because it is a mess. And I am over. I am whelmed over. Okay. How about we go to chapter 10. The Rogue Bludger. And Chamber of Secrets, The Rogue Bludger. So, do we need to do a previously on Wizard Team? Previously on oh, wait, Wizard that's Team. Not the oh, we didn't bludger. do that part of our retreat talking about how to get a soundboard. 
I said it, and then I think we, like, glossed over it. Whoops. We'll do it soon. We will have a soundboard soon. Um, okay. No, we don't need to. Okay. <laughs> we'll just go straight into it. Since the disastrous episode of the Pixies, Professor Lockhart had not brought live creatures to class. Instead, he read passages from his books to them and sometimes reenacted some of the dramatic bits. He usually picked Harry to help him with the reconstructions. So far, Harry had been forced to play a simple Transylvanian villager whom Lockhart had cured of a babbling curse, a yeti with a head cold, and a vampire who had been unable to eat anything except lettuce since Lockhart had dealt with him. First things first. Yeah. He's not teaching anything. No, not at all. He's talking about his pursuits. He's just like, hey, I don't know how to teach, so let's just talk about me. We're going to reenact what I've already done. And you've already read, most likely. And you've already read. But when we go down a little bit further as he's doing it, he's like, nice, loud howl, Harry. Exactly. And then, if you'll believe it, I pounced like this. Slammed him to the floor. Thus, with one hand, I managed to hold him down. It's like... Did you pounce and you use a spell? How do you use that spell? What were you thinking when you use that? There's nothing t- teachable. Right. No and teachable moment. And right. And what I performed an immensely complex homorphous charm. So, of course, it's immensely complex. So you wouldn't teach it to second years because it's so complex. So why are you talking about it? Yes. And then, so one, I have a question. Are you like on top of Harry? Because isn't that like a problem? I mean, we've already talked about how he had the kid until, like, 10 p.m. signing. Like, midnight. But midnight. Like, and, and, and requested him personally. But also, yeah. like, why are you slamming kids to the ground? Right. And then it's like, he let out a piteous moan. Go on, Harry. Higher than that. Good. The fur vanished. The fangs drank. And he turned back into a man. And it's just like, shut up. And also, that's not how you do anything with werewolves. And, By and the way, he was talking about werewolves. He was talking about Which Paul, we know. Remus. Yeah, I was going to say, which we um, know is not how you deal with werewolves at all. At all. Um, and the so, bell rang and Lockhart got to his feet. What about Harry, bro? <laughs> uh, so also, Harry says uh, he would have refused to do it if he hadn't had a very good reason for keeping Lockhart in a good mood. So Harry doesn't even want to... He doesn't even want to be here. Right. Why okay, is- really quickly, their homework is to compose a poem about Lockhart's defeat of the Wagga Wagga werewolf. Like... Why? Why? Why did what what does that do? Like, how are they learning anything? Doesn't make any sense. Um, so the as so the, this is the end of the class, and as the class be, uh, begins to leave, um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione get together. Um, they wait until everyone's gone, and then they approach Lockhart's desk. A piece of paper clutched tightly in Hermione's hand. Um, or Professor Lockhart, Hermione stammers. Um, I wanted to to get this book out of the library just for background reading. But the thing is, it's in the restricted section of the library, so I need a teacher to sign it. To, for, to sign it. I'm sure it would help me understand what you say in Gadding with Ghouls about slow-acting venoms. Ah, Gadding with Ghouls, said Lockhart. Possibly my favorite book. You enjoyed it? Oh, yes, said Hermione. So clever. The way you trapped that last one with the tea strainer. Well, I'm sure, sure no one will mind me giving the best student of, uh, of the year a little extra help. Um, he pulled out an enormous peacock quill. Yes, nice, isn't it? He said, misreading the revolted look on Ron's face. I usually save it for my book signings. You are out of school. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of school? I don't know, uh, which we'll get to. Well, but yeah. you are out of school. And why are you? Yeah. And you have a special quill for book signings? Who are you? Who and you are out of school. <laughs> You're not asking her any questions. No, not at all. 
So, Harry, said Lockhart. You were out of school! Hold up, hold up. Okay. I'm sorry. But come on! You're gonna, you're gonna disturb your, your neighbors. Come um, on, man! <laughs> tomorrow's the first Quidditch match of the season, I believe. Gryffindor against Slytherin, is it not? I hear you're a useful player. I was a seeker, too. I was asked to try for the national squad, but preferred to dedicate my life to the eradication of the dark forces. And you're doing Still, a bang-up job. If you ever feel the need for a little private trading, don't hesitate to ask. Always happy to pass on my expertise to less able players. Who are you? Like, nobody. No one. How do you... You're, he He's is the, the youngest seeker in a century. He's the worst. I hate him. Which, I mean, granted, if we if we are to believe that you were maybe right, can we possibly... Ask Professor Flitwick? He was, in, he was in Ravenclaw, right? Yes. We need some we need Flitwick to come through and be like, mm... That never happened. Like Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg with a do rag on, just peeking like, "What, what you doing? No, yeah. you lying again? You why? lying? Mm, why you lying? Stop lying!" <laughs> um, Harry made an indistinct noise in his throat and then hurried after Ron and Hermione. I don't believe it," he said. He didn't even look at the book we wanted. That's because he's um, a brainless git. Shout out to Ron. <laughs> But who cares? He got what we needed. He's not a brainless git, said Hermione. Yes, he is. Just because he said you were the best student of the year. Um, They dropped their voices. They entered the muffled stillness of the library. Madam Pence, the librarian, was a thin, irritable woman who looked like an underfed vulture. Just sound like Snape soulmate, don't you? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Madam Pence, Pence and Sivir Snape forever. I like wrote little hearts in the book because I see you, Madam Pence. Um, most potent potions, she, she repeated suspiciously, um, trying to take the note from Hermione, but Hermione wouldn't let go. I was wondering if I could keep it, she said breathlessly. Oh, come on, said Ron. We'll get you another autograph. Lockhart will sign anything if it stands still long enough. I Ron is killing this chapter, by the he way. He really is. But also, like, it's kind of weird to me how, um, just like how obsessed Hermione is with Lockhart. It's weird. Like, I get that he's cute, but I feel like she's smart enough to notice that, like, he's... I think we kind of, like, I think I kind of touched on this before, which is to say that I think when Hermione's first introduction to him is through his books and all these amazing things that he supposedly did, and then by the time she gets to meet him, she's already got a crush, which case it's it's harder to break down. That's true. Like, the phoniness, because, I mean... I've loved up on a lot of people. Let someone tell me that Drake is actually a fuckboy and not just playing one for TV. I wouldn't believe that. Also, I don't think he's playing fuckboy. I just think he's playing a nice, sensitive soul. He's deep. He's got depth. Have you heard Hotline Bling? Have you listened to those? I think he's saying, I know in that Hotline Bling. Have you listened to the, not the, not the, not the chorus. The chorus saying nothing. The verses. He what he but what he's saying is no. Ever since we broke up, like you, I I personally feel like you were seeking out love in these ways that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And while I expect I respect your autonomy as a woman to do what you are trying to do, and that you know, mm-hmm. while I go to strip clubs, that doesn't make me a big powerful man and make you some whore-ish woman while I, I but I understand that that's what society may think of you no that's not at all what it was being said have you no have you listened to the what but there's no. subtext there. no there's no subtext literally 
ever since I left the city, you started wearing less and going out more. What are you saying as you've been, like, wearing... with some friends I've never seen? He's literally saying, like, ever since I left you, you went and had a life. Oh, my goodness. That's horrible. He's saying, like, you know, before you wore, like, your sweatpants and then your shirt no. and your, you know, your pants and the shirt and then a, a piece over the top and then, like, a vest. And now you're wearing, like, the sleek dress so you're wearing a lot... There's less layers there. There's no, that has nothing to do with Because it's in the it. summertime, and you're no. going out more because the weather is nicer. Okay, I feel like we should no longer have this conversation. <laughs> um, Back Pitts to Harry Potter. held the note up to the light as though determined to detect a forgery, but it passed the test. She, talk, she stalked away between the lofty shelves and returned several minutes later carrying a large and moldy-looking book. Hermione put it carefully into her bag, and they left, trying not to walk too quickly or look too guilty. Um, I have, like, a few things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I understand, because they're still 12 at this point, um, that they don't want to look too guilty. You're not guilty of anything. You got it. Right. You got you it, did like, break. You actually you did break legally. the rules. You just like, took advantage of an idiot, mm-hmm. brainless git. But also that Hermione is so careful with the book. It's so careful and so um, excited about getting this potions book and being able to do all of these things. Just the more that I, I read, like, it's the, I think it's the close reading, but it's also the rereading now as an adult and having it been a little bit since I've read the book. Like, she is obviously, like, has a more personal stake in this than she has, done, has had in the Philosopher's Stone. And willing to go to further lengths. And I think, the fr- I want to say the first time I read it, I took it as like, oh, Harry and Ron are rubbing off on her. Yeah. But. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. I was going to say, so it pops up again in like, in at the next page. Yeah. But, so, but yes, no, for sure. Like, it's definitely like, it's different than just like, oh, the Sorcerer's Stone and like a thing that we just found out about. It's more like, no, it's very clearly for, I mean, Jacob literally said like, your, your next, next mudbloods. Mud so it's very clearly called, for her. No, that hasn't yet. That's already happened. What? And has called her a mudblood. Yeah, he called her a mudblood. That's already happened. Yep. Yeah. So she, that's what I'm saying, like, she yeah. knows what that means now. Yeah. Um, so. And, the, and, like, understands that there are people who don't, um, who think that she's inferior because, like, she's muggle-born. Yeah. Um. So they barricaded themselves in Moaning Myrtle's bathroom once again. My ears. I can't hear. Oh, what the sorry. Hell is um, Hermione had overridden Ron's objections by pointing out that it was the last place anyone in anyone in their right minds would go. Um, I want to point out, they don't know about the room of requirement yet, so of course you're just going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm glad nobody, like, suggested that they practice defensive the dark arts in Moaning Mortal's bathroom. That would have sucked. Anyway. Um, it's not big enough. It's not, but it was just, <laughs> I don't know, in my head it's a funny image. Yeah. Um, Moaning Myrtle was crying noise, noisily in her stall, but they were ignoring her and she them. Hermione opened most potent potions carefully, and the three of them bent over the damp, spotted pages. Um, It was clear from a glance why it belonged in the restricted section. Some of the potions had effects almost too gruesome to think about, and there were some very unpleasant illustrations, which included a man who seemed to have been turned inside out and a witch sprouting several extra pairs of arms out of her head. That is horrible. Um, St. Mungo's like, I gotta go. Oh, Remus. This haunt is where you live! Don't... This This haunt! Oh, Remus. Oh. 
Hashtag tears for Remus. Um, here it is, said Hermione excitedly as she found the page. This is going to be really confusing for you guys. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. Here it is, said Hermione excitedly as she found the page headed the Polyjuice Potion. Um, it was decorated with drawings of people halfway through transforming into other people. Harry sincerely hoped that the artist had imagined the looks of intense pain on their faces. This is the most complicated potion I've ever seen, said Hermione. Lacewing flies, leeches, fluxweed, and not grass. Well, they're easy—they're easy enough. They're in the student store cupboard. We can help ourselves. Ooh, look, powdered horn of a bicorn. So that's like a unicorn with two horns, right? That's awesome. Okay. Um, don't know where we're gonna get that. Shredded sl- skin of a boomslang. That'll be tricky too. And of course, a bit of whoever we want to change into. Excuse me, Ron said sharply. I like—I want to—I just imagine. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> What do you mean? It's like, wait a minute. Just wait a minute. You didn't say that. Excuse me? A bit of whoever we're changing into? I'm drinking nothing with crab's toenails in it. I think it's funny that, like, they... He jumps the toenails or just... No, no, no. Uh, the fact that they already know who, like... Who for, they're turning that, into. Yeah, that he's like, I'm gonna be crab. Yeah. Like, I think that's funny. Um, well, I mean, her, if they are so, obviously, again, they're like, wrong. Like, who gets crab, who gets boiled? Yeah. They're both, like, the short straws, so... Exactly. Um, um, so Hermione continued as though she hadn't heard him. We don't have to worry about that yet, though, because we add those bits last. Harry turned speechless, or Ron turned speechless to Harry, who had another worry. Do you realize how much we're going to have to scale, steal? Shredded skin of boomslang? That's definitely not in the student's cupboard. What are we going to do? Break into Snape's private stores? I don't know if this is a good idea. Um, they don't get to go to Hogsmeade yet. That's third year, mm-hmm. as you can yeah. We're, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban is on TV again, just to remind yes, you guys. Yeah. Um, Why we so, keep yelling about Remus and Sirius. Um, <laughs> so, because I was like, in my brain at first, I was like, y'all could just go to Hogsmeade, you know, and just like buy right. these things. But they don't, they're not able to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering, is there not like a mail order thing? And do does well, the mail think- get checked like that? I don't think their mail gets checked really like that. Me neither. Um, until- but I think that they... I mean, I don't know if they know, like, where you even buy that from or, like, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think it's more that, like, where are we going to get this? And then also, like, they have to break into Snape's fri- private things, which is, like, eesh. That's, yeah. I don't want to be them. Uh, yeah, at better, all. <laughs> better them than me. For real. But again, um, well, all of this could be solved by just realizing that we're 12 and... It's not up to us. Um, well, if you two are going to chicken out fine, she said, there were p- bright pink patches on her cheeks and her eyes were brighter than usual. I don't want to break the rules, you know. I think threatening Muggleborns is far worse than brewing up a difficult potion. But if you don't want to find out if it's Malfoy, I'll go straight to Madame Pintanel and hand the book back in. Which is what you were what I was about. talking about earlier. This means more to Hermione, and it's very it's personal to Hermione in a way that it's not to, especially to Ron, but even to Harry. Harry, he's not Muggleborn. He's not Muggleborn. Um, but it turns into it being about Harry, but initially it's not about Harry. It's about, about Muggleborn, and and yeah, and he's not Muggleborn, but again, he's Muggle raised. But so it's still, it's he like should, it's different. He doesn't. Yes, it's different. He doesn't have that. Um, like he know whether or not he was raised Muggle, like as a Muggle or whatever, and like he knows, he knows about Muggle stuff. But if he wasn't Harry Potter, he wouldn't be. Um, He's not being hunted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not the person that is... Exactly. Yes, but I, the the point I'm getting to, though, is, like, usually we'll see 
Harry and Hermione kind of coalesce around like muggle things, mm-hmm. but because he knows that he's not muggle born, right? It's different. It's different, and I don't think that Harry. Uh, you know, we talk all the time about what a great and like emotionally like intelligent person he is. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Harry um, realizes that he's not being personally affected right. to the extent that Hermione is. I think the reason is because he's Harry Potter. Like he's the boy who lived. I think that's part of it. Is that it's because if he was a regular like half blood kid who happened to be living with his muggle uh, aunt and uncle and then found out he was a wizard, then yeah, maybe a little bit. But because he's also like I'm Harry Potter, this dude is actually trying to kill me too. So it's like it's not for the same reason, and it's not. It's like it's a similar thing, but it's not the same. So I think he doesn't realize the privilege that he has in that moment. Um, yeah, and also, as you said, at this point they're not trying to kill him. He's more motivated by the fact that, like, he hears his voice and no one else can hear. And he knows... I mean, like, he's motivated because they're killing killing, Muggleborns. Or, like, out to kill Muggleborns. Nobody's died. Killing anyone. Um, And killing anyone, yeah. So, it's like, he has a good heart, but I think Hermione is a little bit... You know, she's just more... She's more invested. But also, two other things. Um, So, one, this is one of the first... Well, it's not the first time, but it's another time when we see how Hermione is like Gryffindor over Ravenclaw Mm -hmm. because um, following the rules is not as important as fighting oppression and like fighting for what you think is right. And so her like bravery and all that stuff outweighs her like wanting to do well in school. And there's Um, this thing too that, um, oh, so because you just kind of corrected yourself was like the Ravenclaws are not about, you know, oh, we have to follow the rules or whatever. Right. It's, it's, about the, about it's about the consequence of not following the rules, messing up their standing in school. Exactly. And That's that. what I meant. Yeah. yeah. So, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and then the the second thing was that this is also really similar um, to the founding of Dumbledore's army in um, Order of the Phoenix because it's really Hermione who pushes it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and while she tries to, like, put it on Harry and Ron as having also done it with her, it really is her idea. And there are times when they have doubts and she's like, dude, like, this is really important. Not And that is, like, not only for school, yes. um, but also for Voldemort. You know what I mean? So it's a similar thing where Hermione is the one who's like, yo, like, yes, I'm, like, school is important, but this is much more important. Like, what are we, it's like, it's like the, it's like the, um, it's like that moment when Ben Carson, like, this is going to seem like not making sense, but it does. So Ben Carson, it was like a minute ago when Obama was talking about climate change and Ben Carson is like, um, talking about climate change, you should be talking about ISIS. And then somebody was like, somebody on Twitter was like, how are you going to fight ISIS if there's no No earth? earth. (laughs) It's just like, exactly. How are you going to, how are you going to learn about magic if you're, if you're dead murdered? Because I was going to, I was going to also liken it to like the creation of SNCC in the civil rights movement, which is to say, you know, the student nonviolent, coordinating committee um who shout out to john lewis who was total ravenclaw just so you know (gasps) sort members of congress oh oh oh, that's happening okay that's happening oh god oh god take a breath (laughs) sort members of congress take a deep breath in and out in and out so what i meant to say (laughs) is that like in in the, in the time of the civil rights movement, um, these kids are growing up and they're becoming conscious of it's not like you know 
there's a great, if you watch Blackish, like Blackish did this great episode where they were trying to shield the younger kids from like Black Lives Matter and they're talking about someone was who had died and was killed by police violence and was they were watching the news. And the older children are in high school and the teenagers are there allowed to, you know, watch and talk about it and like know how nuanced and com- complicated the whole situation is. Um, but the mother just wants the children to have this belief in the system. And she says all over and over again, you know, I just want them to be kids a little bit longer. I want Mm -hmm. them to have, to not be afraid to like live their lives and not to be confronted with this idea that like, as being a black child is dangerous. Mm -hmm. And the, Older kids are already confronting that, right? Like, the person that was shot, who they talk about is their age. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're not far... Like, the oldest one, she's about to go to college soon. The other one is not far removed from that. And he's a black male, which comes along with its own other issues. Um, Not that black females don't. (laughs) It's hard being... It's hard out there for a black folk. Newsflash. Hot take. Um... Mm -hmm. But the idea that they're coming up and they're not able to ignore this. Right. um, And that maybe this, right now, the thing that they're watching on the screen isn't them, but it's not far away from being them. Right. And so that forces your hand. And this is how, like, SNCC got started and all, or not how, but I think one of the reasons why it's because it's forcing your hand to say, you know, I would love to just be a college student learning these things and going Mm -hmm. on to do these things, but hanging over me at every moment is this threat, this fear. Um, And also, what is the point of going through college if I then just enter into this unfair system? Right. You know, and so I do everything that I'm supposed to do, and then I graduate, and then I am just, am I, by not fighting back, just upholding the system as well. So mm-hmm. um, Hermione, in many facets, and I think this is also one of the reasons why black Hermione hit more than, you know, like... Racially ambiguous Hermione? Yeah, or racially... Or not racially... Not uh, ambiguous, more like... With impl- not implicit, implicit is... Non-explicit. Non-explicit. Hermione... <laughs> Um, but also, too, you know, there's a lot more black Hermione's in the fandom than there are, or, like, instances of black Hermione in the fandom than there are, you know, South Asian Hermione. There's a lot of South Asian Harry's, by the way. I've seen a um, couple of South Asian, South Asian Hermione's. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in terms like, of yeah. numbers, you know, Asian Hermione or, you know, mm-hmm. like, just race bending in general, Hermione bends more towards black. At least, yeah. Um, and I think it's because of this social ju- justice component. Um, or, I don't know. Is this social... Justice in the Wizarding World since mm. I don't know. Um, I I kind of feel like yeah. the treatment of Muggleborns is a social justice issue. Yeah, um, totally. So and then I mean I don't know whether they use those words, but yeah, yeah, it's an issue, you know. And then the same with the treatment of house elves and things. So um, this component of Hermione's personality and this um, this um, inability to push it aside, um, I think lends itself to why Black Hermione is such a thing. Sorry. Okay. Let's move um, on. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day when you'd be persuading us to break rules, said Ron. All right, we'll do it. But not to- but not, not toenails, okay? How long will it take to make anyway, said, Her- said Harry. 
Well, since the flux weed has got to be picked at the full moon and the lace wings have got to be stewed for 21 days, I'd say it'd be ready in about a month if we can get all the ingredients. A month? Malfoy could have attacked half the muggle boys in the school by then. But Harry, Hermione's eyes narrowed dangerously again, and he added swiftly, but it's the best plan we got, so full steam ahead, I'd say. Um, However, with Hermi- while Hermione was checking the coast, that the coast was clear for them to leave the bathroom, Ron muttered to Harry, it'll be a lot less hassle if you can just knock Malfoy off his broom tomorrow. Also, though, like, it's the best plan that they've got. Um, you now have most potent potions. Bear to serum is probably in there. <laughs> true. I'm just saying, like that's true. They but, they jump- but they don't know that bear to serum is a thing that exists. But I don't s- learn about that until a goblet of fire. Yes, but I'm saying like, look through it. Look through it. Well, I think they assume and- looking through it, like looking through the thing, it looks like all these, like potions turn people inside out. Who would really like go through that? You would. That's the Slytherin in you. You mean it's go cool. through? I wouldn't turn anyone inside out. I'd be like, nope, that's not going to no, do it. Go through the. But I'm saying, like, go through the book, like. But I think that initially, if that's what they see off top, they're probably going to assume that there aren't really like. But I think this is a this is a symptom of the trio in a lot of different ways. Like, not only that's do they true. jump to conclusions, but then they make a plan you know and they never wanna, explore. You know why I don't want to talk about this? Oh, because you're like that. No, because I'm in that moment in Order of the Phoenix uh, and consequences. Thank you. I'm sorry. And consequences even here when we want to talk about Cat Hermione. But I'm not doing that with you right now because it, he's right here. They're about to save him. They're saving him right now. Awesome. Yay, Sirius. She's talking about Sirius he's not alive. being able to be he's saved. Alive. He's alive. Anyway, but I think okay. um, this is just another one of those things where it's like, okay, this is the one... This is the, this is the best plan that we've got. Doesn't mean that there may not be better plans if we keep looking. Of course, but I think that that's they're twelve. They're twelve. I think that yes, it happens later on. Um, tears. Also, um, you know, they're human. They have flaws. That's the thing that happens. And I think that Harry's the one who's most prone to just jump into things. Um, I think Hermione's a little bit more. Especially as time goes on, she's much more... She's the one who's usually like, okay, can we wait? Can we plan this out? Can we, like, think about this for a second? And even in Order of the Phoenix, she's the one to do that. And Deathly Hollow, she's the one to do that until it becomes clear, like, no, Hermione, we actually... We can't keep, like, waiting. Um, yeah. So, really, it's mostly Harry. In this situation, it's all three of them, but I think that... As they grow up and more mature. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Yeah. So, Harry wakes up early on Saturday morning and late... And lays for a while thinking about the coming Quidditch match. He was nervous mainly at the thought of what Wood would say if Gryffindor lost, but also at the idea of facing a team mounted on the fastest racing brooms Gold could buy. He'd never wanted to beat Slytherin so badly. I love the idea that, like, yes, their brooms are fast, but they're scruffy or I don't know, like what do you mean? Griffin like Slytherin has the fast brooms, but Gryffindor has like the trained team. And not even the better team, but they've also, like, they've I mean, worked they do, harder. But. They do. But, yeah. They've <laughs> yeah, trained, but. and they're not relying on the speed of their broomsticks. Which, right. Yeah. So, as 11 o'clock approached, the whole school started to make its way down to the Quidditch Stadium. It was a muggy sort of day with a hint of thunder in the air. I could not. That's I don't, the thing. They I don't play, do thunder they're lightning. Like, it's like, um, Mm-mm. it's like soccer. Or not soccer. A little bit. Yeah. And, like, football a little bit. Um. Where they just play in whatever conditions there are. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's why I mess with softball, because if it's raining, you cannot play. 
Mostly because that's how you mess up the field, not so much for the players, but, you know, whatever you can get, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so, um, Ron and Hermione came hurrying over to wish Harry good luck as he entered the locker rooms. The uh, team, like, is getting ready, um, and Wood does his pep talk. Slytherin has better brooms than us, he began. No point denying it, but we've got better people on our brooms, which is what you were just saying. Yeah. We've trained harder than they have. We've been flying in all weathers. Too true. <laughs> Muttered George Weasley. I haven't been properly dry since August. <laughs> and we're going to make them rue the day if they left that they let that little bit of slime Malfoy buy his way onto their team. Chest heaving with emotion would turn to Harry. It'll be down to you, Harry, to show them that a seeker has to have something more than a rich father. Get to that snitch before Malfoy or die trying, Harry, because we've got to win today. We've got to. Lord, so, no Lord. pressure, said Fred, winking at, yeah, at Harry. Absolutely no pressure. Just Get to it. that snitch before Malfoy or, or die. die trying. It ain't that serious, Wood. And Apparently as we're about it to see, it, yeah. it really... Um, it, it gets... It gets real. Intense. Um, as they walked out onto the pitch, a roar of noise greeted them, mainly cheers because Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff were anxious to see Slytherin beaten, but the Slytherins in the crowd made their boos and hisses heard too. So I have a question. Because um, I know, maybe it's just because it's the first game of the match, so of the season, so it doesn't really matter who wins. And because nobody likes Slytherins, Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are cheering for them. I don't think it's but because... I'm, but I'm wondering, because like later on there, you know, there's moments where it's like... Um, Oh, if like if we beat if they beat Ravenclaw, then like we'll be on this place in the mm-hmm. in its tournament or whatever. Um, so this moment, and I can't remember specifically because I haven't. I you know it's been a minute since I've read these books, but I'm like, aren't there moments where like Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw are like cheering for Slytherin? Yes, I think- but I wonder if it's just like because but and it's but it's usually because. It'll help their position in the match. I, and I want to say I don't think that they're 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 cheering against Slytherin because they don't like Slytherin. It's the fact that everyone knows that Malfoy's father bought these brooms, right? And right. so they're at this kind of unfair advantage, and until so they're just like mad, and they're mad like, about it. Yeah, because right, it's like sense. you bought your like the same way that the Gryffindors like the Gryffindors have a, a I mean they, more stake. Yeah. You know they they've kind of staked themselves as the rivals to Slytherin but more than that it's also you have paid you have an unfair advantage now yeah totally um Um, okay so so they so Madam Hooch asks Flint and Wood to shake hands um when they did giving each other threatening which they did giving each other threatening snares and gripping rather hard harder than was necessary I'm like is that a tradition where you just try to break each other's hands um have you been seeing like like, so there's a UFC fight or something or what is it UFC I don't know like the whatever fights that are happening um I don't watch those fights but I watch ESPN a lot because Mm -hmm. I like sports and there's like they do these like weigh-ins and then they do this thing which is so dumb but it's like a stare down just so they can take pictures yeah they do it in boxing but these guys were like coming to blows this dude had a straight up like Popeye pose and I was like how are you gonna hit someone with your arm that far out like this so (laughs) and like the referee or whoever was like weighing them in had to like was like holding bruh's arm so he wouldn't punch him so yeah they do that that's weird. And we and we. My thing is, is like in basketball, like thing, I used to have to jump the ball, uh-huh. um, which I don't know why I have no type of vertical. But anyway, like we used to do a stare down too, because mm-hmm. it just like psychs you out. Well, my thing is, is like I understand the stare down. Okay, we're still watching. That's cool, but um, 
my thing is, is like you try to break each other's hands. It's like a specific thing. I'm like, you don't want to do them different this time. Yeah. Do you do it with the Hufflepuff team? Do you do it with the Ravenclaw team? I know you guys are like, you know, um, what's it called? Yeah. Yeah. Rivals. It doesn't matter. It rivals, but it, sometimes it's just it's weird. Okay. Yeah. So um, all right, there. Scarhead yelled Malfoy. Ugh. So oh yeah, they're up in the air. Ugh. They've 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 gone. Yeah. They're the game has started. Um, and Malfoy's being an ass as usual. Um, Harry had no time to reply. At the very moment, a heavy black bludger came pelting toward him. He avoided it so narrowly that he felt it ruffle his hair as it passed. Close one, Harry, said George, streaking past him as he, with the club in his hand, ready to knock the bludger back towards Slytherin. Harry saw, saw Judge give, sorry, huh. Harry saw George give the bludger a powerful whack in the direction of Adrian Pusey, but the bludger changed direction in midair and shot straight for Harry. So, really quick, so we talked about already, oh, it turned off. Anyway, we talked about it already, um, about, like, the parallels between this and Sorcerer's Stone, Mm -hmm. but it's like, again, like, the first match, and, like, something's cursed, and it's messing like it's endangering harry's life um but also it feels like every year something crazy happens because the first match of um the next one the dementors show up yeah in the first match of uh fifth year um they win but then um they get banned for life like harry and the twins get banned for life because they beat a malfoy because basically because umbridge fuck her um and then i don't remember about the sixth year what the first match was. I think it was fine, but um, maybe not. Maybe Ron was like, oh, no, no, no. Six, that was when Harry fake gave Ron the Felix Felicis. But but even that wasn't really like, it wasn't like a terrible thing that happened. So, yeah, it's just funny. I'm like, every, they can't have a regular ass season. I also want to like point out though that, and this is like, it's just starting, so I'm not like putting any blame on Madame Hooch here. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, like, Madame oh, Hooch yeah, no. doesn't notice. We have, we have a problem with Madame Hooch, yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, at, like, so basically, we don't need to like go through this whole well, thing, but the, the bludger is um, changed directions in midair and shot straight for Harry. Harry dropped quickly to avoid it. George um, hit it towards Malfoy, but once again, the blood just swerved like a boomerang and shot at Harry's head. First of all, why is it attracted to his head specifically? That really, like, come on now. Dobby. Dobby. So. Dobby never meant to kill, only meant to maim. Let me just just talk to you one time real quick, real quick. I feel like Dobby's sitting down. You're you're getting low. I'm just like, yeah. Let me me get down here. If you're trying to injure someone and you're not trying to kill them. Only need to Generally, you don't aim for their head. Like, like yeah, like you just he just wants to maim and seriously injure. Hit him in the hit him in the back. Hit him in the shoulder. I mean, it hits his arm, but it was aiming for his head to begin with. Like, why are you aiming for his? Like, you want to give him Dobby, a concussion? Dobby is always you hitting himself in the head, slamming his head against the wall. But it's a bludger. Like, that's that's the force. Like, as if I took physics, but like that's the force of like Dobby's head on a stationary object. Not this bludger coming at however many miles an hour coming straight for his head as Harry's also moved. That's doing a lot. I'm sorry. That's... Yes. You're doing too much, So, at this point now, Fred and George have realized that there is something wrong with the bludger. Um, And uh, Lee Jordan, he was commenting... Wait, hold up. It started to rain also. Yes. It had started to rain. Harry felt heavy drops fall on his face and splatter onto his glasses, which there is a spell for that. Cause he doesn't know yet. He doesn't know, but... Next year. Oliver Wood should know. Fred or George should Not know. Not necessarily. Someone should help him out. No, because you know what? 
Hermione's the one who did it, and she just knows spells. Because later in Order of the Phoenix, when they go to practice in the rain, Angelina's like, what's that spell Hermione used on your glasses that one time? So I'm, it's just a, it's a Hermione spell. It's not necessarily a, you know what I mean? True. Because at that point, Angelina's He might be making year. up, he, she might be, she might have... Not made it up, but, like, she does extra research. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, True. she just knows spells. People are like, what? what was that? That's useful. So, Lee Jordan is commentating, which, shade to Warner Brothers, because... You just use him Took dirty. Took Lee out. Um, but Fred and George are are just dealing with this one mad bludger. So think about the fact that there's two bludgers. Mm-hmm. Um, Slytherins are, superior brooms are doing their, are clearly doing their job. And they are up 60 points to zero. Mm-hmm. Fred and George are flying so close to him on either side that Harry could see nothing at all except for their flailing arms and had no chance to look for the snitch. Someone's um, tampered with this bludger, Fred said. Really we, quick, real quick. Shout out to Fred and George. Y'all are awesome. I love you. Yes. You just got Harry's back. That's why I love the Weasleys. And we need a timeout, he says, trying to signal Wood. Wood had obviously got the message, and Madam Hooch whistle. Oh, wait. Also, hashtag Bludgergate. Bludgergate. I mean, I hate when people add, like, gate to scandals, because that's not what it is. But it's like deflate gate, but with a bludger. True story. Anyway. Hashtag Bludgergate if you want to. Um, I don't think we'll ever get that trending because people will just be like, huh? What? What but is that? Still. But it's a thing. It's a thing. Bludgergate. So they get a timeout and Fred and George and Harry die for the ground, still trying to avoid the mad bludger. Um, and then... What's going on, said Wood, um, as the Gryffindor team huddled together while Slytherins in the crowd jeered. We're being flattened. Fred and George, where were you when that bludger stopped Angelina scoring? We're, we were, we sorry. were oh, sorry. Um, we were 20 feet above her, stopping the other bludger from murdering Harry. Um, someone's fixed it. It won't leave Harry alone. It hasn't gone for anyone else all game. The Slytherins must have done something to it. Hashtag bludgergate. Um, but the bludgers have been locked in Madam Hooch's office since our last practice, and there was nothing wrong with them then. Um, this is some, like, house elf magic, to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, like, it's, it's Dobby, but also, like, the bludger isn't... So this is one thing I dislike about the movies as well, because I don't think it does this, too. Like, so they're on a timeout. The bludger is not going after him right now. Um, yeah, what happened to the bludger? That's the weird so thing. So Dobby's able to, like, know when they're in the game or not. No, maybe they, like, maybe they let go of it. Or like maybe it's locked in the it, in the crate. Yeah, maybe that the, they put the balls down so that they don't go for anyone. Because I'm sure even if the if they're on timeout, I'm sure you would have to lock down both bludgers in general. I guess because so. they do go for they don't go for one person specific, specifically, but they do go for people in general. Yeah. So I'm sure they'd have to lock them down. It would seem like they would. Yeah, but you know. They don't mention it, so they don't, that's yeah, just so, the thing that we're saying. Um, um, Madam Hooch was walking toward them over her shoulder. Harry could see the Slytherin team jeering and pointing in his direction. Why? Because they're just like, they're like so immature. They're I think like, the, ha, 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 ha. I point. think that they've kind of noticed too, or at least like Malfoy noticed. So, right. um, um, listen, with you two flying around me all, all the time, there's no way I'm going to catch the snitch, even if it flies up my sleeve. Go back to the rest of the team and let me deal with the rogue one. Or you get another bludger. Yes. And, or... Have a teacher fix it. Don't be sick. It'll take your head off. Wood was looking from Harry to the Weasleys. Oliver, this is insane, Alicia Spinnett said angrily. You can't let Harry deal with that thing on his own. Let's ask for an inquiry. Yes. If we stop now, we'll have to forfeit the match. How? In what rule book? What rule is that? If there's a rogue bludger. You take, why would that, why would Gryffindor then lose? That doesn't make any sense. 
and we're not losing to Slytherin just because of a crazy bludger. Come on, Oliver, tell them to leave me alone. This crazy sports This is all your fault, George said angrily to Wood. Get the snitch or die trying. What a stupid thing to tell him. Seriously. Tell him. Madam Hooch had joined them, ready to resume play. Why aren't you saying this right now? Tell her. Tell her right now. What's happening. And also, how has she not noticed to begin with? But also tell her. Tell her now. How about all those teachers in the box watching the game? They didn't notice that the bludger was only going after Harry. What's happening here? Hmm. Questions that need answers. So, all right, Fred and George, you heard Harry leave him alone and let him deal with the bludger on his own. The rain was falling more heavily now. On Madame Hooch's whistle, Harry kicked hard into the air and heard the telltale whoosh of the bludger behind him. Like, again, how does Hooch and or any other teacher not notice this? Well, this is like, I think... It's like literally going straight for Harry, though. Like, it's not just like, oh, I'm moseying around. It's like literally at Harry and he's zooming around and it's like, like, what? No. So Adrian Priestley was trying to get past Wood. A whistle in Harry's ear told him the bludger had just missed him again and he turned right over and sped in the opposite direction. Training for the ballet, Potter yelled Malfoy um, as... Quick question. Is there a wizard ballet? That would be sweet. Right? Dancing on broomsticks. Or not even that. Just like... <gasps> but like... You know how there's like synchronized shit? swimming? Synchronized flying! But that's not ballet. But yes. No. That, Yes. That would be awesome. But I mean, like, in the theater, like, real ballet, like, mobile ballet, but, like, with magic and shit. I don't know how, where the magic would come in, but somewhere in there. It would be tight. That would be awesome, right? That has to be the only ballet Malfoy's talking about also because he's a pure blood wizard. What does he know about muggles? That was really why I asked. But also, wizard ballet would be amazing. I think he knows, like... How? Ballet. He probably has never seen one. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, It's a good question. Um, So, training for the ballet, Potter yelled Malfoy. The bludger trailing a few feet behind him and then glaring back at Malfoy in in hatred, he saw it. The golden snitch. It was hovering inches above Malfoy's left ear. That's what you get, Malfoy. And Malfoy, busy laughing at Harry, hadn't seen it. That's what you get. Um, For an agonizing moment, Harry hung midair, not daring to speed toward Malfoy in case he looked up and saw the snitch. Wham, he stayed still a second too long. The bludger had hit him, smashed into his elbow, and Harry felt his arm break. Ouch. Again, Jim, doesn't, doesn't Katie in the last book get hit in the head with a bludger? I think and so. she doesn't have a concussion? She doesn't? Yeah, because she, she goes back to playing. Remember, she goes back to oh, playing, she yeah. scores, and I'm sitting there like, how does that work when... Maybe it just, like, grazed her? No, no it hit her it full... It hit her in the head. Anyway, Maybe she matter. wore a helmet. Bludgers don't, don't make sense to me, but okay. Dimly dazed from the searing pain in his arm, he slid sideways on his rain-drenched broom. One knee still crooked over it, his white arm dangling useless at his side. The bludger came pelting back for a second attack, this time aiming at, at his, his face. face. Harry served out of the way. One idea firmly lodged in his numb brain. Get to Malfoy. So. Um, through a haze of rain and pain... Hey, that rhymes. Mm-hmm. He dived for the shimmering, sneering face below him and saw in his eyes widen with fear. Malfoy thought Harry was attacking him because he's a coward. What the, he gasped, careening out of Harry's way. Harry took his remaining hand off his broom and made a wild snatch. He felt his fingers close on the cold snitch, but was now only gripping the broom with his legs. And there was a yell from the crowd below as he headed straight for the ground, trying hard not to pass out. Um, with a spluttering thud, he hit the mud and, again... Rhymes and mm-hmm. rolled off the off the broom. Um, his arm was hanging at the very at a very strange angle, 
riddled with pain, he heard, as though from a distance, a good deal of whistling and shouting. He focused on the snitch clutched in his good hand. Aha, he said vaguely, we've won. And he fainted. That's a great, like, visual. And mm-hmm. kind of, like, um, cartoonish, but, like, in a great way. So he came around, rain falling on his face, still lying on the field with someone leaning over him. He saw a glitter of teeth. Oh, no, not you, he moaned. Doesn't know what he's saying, said Lockhart loudly to the anxious crowd of Gryffindors pressing around them. Not to worry, Harry. I've, I'm about to fix your arm. Don't. No, said Harry. I'll keep it like this. Thanks. He tried to sit up, but the pain was terrible. He heard a familiar clicking noise nearby. I don't want a photo of this, Colin, he said loudly. Lie back, Harry, said Lockhart. Oh, seizing. <laughs> <laughs> Lie back, Harry. It's a simple charm I've used countless times. So, can we talk about consent? Like, he no! Said, he said no. Like, he said I did not want... No, Lockhart. I do not want you to fix my arm. How about I go to the trained nurse at our school, Madame Pomfrey, who can fix it really quickly? Also, like, though, like, I when I no. played sports, like, there was always a health professional, like an EMT or something there. Why is Madame Pomfrey not at these games? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Because the one thing that we you have to hand it to uh, Snape for was, like, when Lockhart was like, I can brew that potion. He was like, um, um yeah, that's, I, my, that's my job. That's my job. I'm the potions master. Right, but like, Madame if Madame Pomfrey was there, she'd have been like, I guess they assume, I guess they assume because she's so close, like, because Hogwarts is right there, they assume that it's not needed. But she probably should be there. She should be there because you never know, like, how injured someone will be right. so and quickly like how, and, yeah. you know, and you don't want to move them or whatever. So you anyway. cast that Patronus Harry. Anyway. <laughs> um... Again, back to consent, like, he said no, so that means no. Why can't I just go to the hospital wing? He really should, Professor, said a muddy wood who couldn't help grinning, even though his seeker was injured. Great capture, Harry. Really spectacular. Your best yet. Wood! Have some chill! Calm down. I'm saying this as a person with no chill in her bones, ever, at any time. So, through a thicket, through the thicket of legs around him, Harry spotted Fred and George Weasley wrestling the rogue bludger into a box. Where is Madam Hooch? Where is Madame Hooch? Where are you? No, don't, said Harry weakly. But Lockhart was twirling his wand, and a second later, he directed it straight at Harry's arm. This is like, you're not a bartender. You can't be, like, flipping and, (laughs) like, what are you doing? This is not a show. It's not a show. It's not for you. It's about this student that you have who is injured and needs to go to the the hospital. hospital. Like, what are you doing? He has a broken Look at me with my wand flourish. Like, no. No. No, this is not about you. A strange and unpleasant sensation started at Harry's shoulder and spread all the way down to his fingertips. It felt as though his arm was being deflated. He didn't dare look at what was happening. He had shut his eyes, his face turned away from his arm. But his worst fears were realized... As the people above him gasped and Colin Creevy began clicking away madly. Colin also doesn't understand privacy or consent. Or chill. He needs to have media release forms and he needs to pass them out to people Seriously. so that he knows who he can and cannot take pictures of. Ah, said Lockhart. Um, yes. Well, that can sometimes happen. But the point is the bones are no longer broken. That is not the point. That's the thing we to bear in mind. So Harry, just toll on up to the hospital wing. Ah, Mr. Weasley, Miss Granger, would you escort him? And Madame Pomfrey would be able to... Er, Tidy you up a bit. No. No. That's not how that works, dude. You're horrible. I hate you. None of this is right. Um, where are the teachers at this freaking Quidditch match, though? Like, Seriously. How, did, how was Lockhart the first one to make it to Harry? Taking a deep breath, he looked down at his right side. What he saw nearly made him pass out again. 
Lockhart hadn't mended Harry's bones. He had removed them. Hmm. Madam Pomfrey wasn't at all pleased. Neither am I. Um, you should have come straight to me. She That's said. what he was trying to do. Exactly. The sab limp remainder of what half an hour before had been had been a working arm. Um, wait, what? Yeah. She raged. Oh, holding up the arm. Um, you will be able. Oh, I can mend bones in a second, but growing them back, you will be able to, won't you? Said Harry desperately. I'll be able to certainly, but it will be painful. You'll have to stay the night. Um, Hermione waited outside the curtain drawn around Harry's bed while Ron helped him into his pajamas. Because he ain't got no arm. (laughs) It took, right, exactly. It took a while to stuff the rubbery, boneless arm into the sleeve. How can you stick up for Lockhart now, Hermione, said Ron. If Harry had wanted deboning, he would have asked. Anyone can make a mistake, said Hermione. And it doesn't hurt anymore, does it, Harry? No, but it doesn't do anything else either. Right. He flung pain himself. is important. Like, I think people forget, like... Yeah. Pain is also, pain like... Pain is important. One of like, the like, most dangerous um, medical things is, like, there are these people that do not have pain receptors. Right. And they have to go to the doctor all the time because their body is never telling them this is wrong or yeah. something's wrong. And they can have, like, internal bleeding mm-hmm. or something and never know. No. And pain... Like, your, it sucks and it hurts, but it's a way of letting your it's a way of your body letting you know that something's wrong. So just so like clearly something's wrong because you can see it like his <laughs> his arms off flopping around or whatever. But like his skin, his just skin right. and, and nerve and endings I don't going even know nowhere. What it is. And like, yeah, so it just because it doesn't hurt doesn't mean it's fixed. Clearly, clearly, obviously. Um, so he swung himself on his bed. His uh, arm flapped pointlessly. Um, Hermione and Madame Pomfrey came around the curtain. Madame Pomfrey was holding a large bottle of something labeled Skelligro. You're in for a rough night, she said. Regrowing bones is a nasty business. So was taking the Skelligro. It burned Harry's mouth and throat as it went down, making him cough and splutter. Still tut-tutting about dangerous sports and inept teachers, Madame Pomfrey retreated. They Madame all know Pomfrey, he's inte- inept. Madame Pomfrey is me, man. Like, Ma- but they all, <laughs> they all, all know he's inept and he is still teaching Exactly. Me. Another thing, though, is like there is a company or a person or whatever that is bottling Skelligro. And also, the Skelligro potion has to know exactly where the arms are, or which bones are missing. Because what if, imagine if it just like started to regrow a bunch a of bones and you got foot. double bones. What if you got a foot? Oh. <laughs> Shout out to magic. We Dude. won though, said Ron, a grin breaking across his face. That was some catch you made. Malfoy's face. He looked ready to kill. I, I wanted to know, I want to know how he fixed that bludger, said Hermione. So let's just. Presumptions, presumptions, presumptions. Also, he's 12. He can't do that. Like, come on now. Y'all don't know how to do that. Why would he know how to do that? We can add that to the list of questions we'll ask him when we've taken the polyjuice potion, said Harry. I hope it tastes better than this stuff. If it's got bits of Slytherins in it, you've got to be joking. I love Ron. Ron um, is so great. The door of the hospital wing burst open at the at that moment. Filthy and soaking wet, the rest of the Gryffindor team had arrived to see Harry. Aww. Unbelievable flying, Harry, said George. I've just seen Ma- Marcus Flint yelling at Malfoy. Something about having the snitch on his top of his head and not noticing. Malfoy didn't seem too happy. They brought cakes, sweets, and bottles of pumpkin juice. They gathered around Harry's bed and were just getting started on what promised to be a good party when Madame Pomfrey came storming over shouting. This boy needs rest. He's got 33 bones to regrow. Out, 
out. Fuck Lockhart. For 33. Hair, fuck, yeah, fuck Lockhart for letting, for making Harry have to read. Do you know how many bones you have in your hand? I mean, I probably have more than Bionic because she's got really freaky tiny you hands. You know what? <laughs> my hands are adorable. Just leave my hands alone. They're so small. It's not my fault I have dimples and not knuckles. My goodness. feel like I'm being ostracized right now. <laughs> you are. I feel like Lupin, who is now being sacked for being a werewolf. Oh. All this oppression for, me, for, for small hands. Harry was left alone with nothing to distract him from the stabbing pains in his limp arm. Poor Harry. Yeah. His arm fe- now felt full of large splinters. For a second, he thought he was he had woke. Uh, that was what had woken him. Then, with a thrill of horror, he realized that someone was sponging his head in the dark. That is creepy. Dobby is so adorable. I'm sorry. That's creepy. If, 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 okay, if you go to sleep in your house by yourself and you wake up and somebody is sponging your head in the dark, like not just sponging your head in the dark and you don't know who this person is. Like once you find out it's Dobby, you're like, yes, it's sweet, whatever. But like you wake up and somebody's just like, so, like Ianla in that in that last episode. Swaddle. <laughs> she swaddles around and then it just puts the towel on his face and just. But if that was in the dark, no. Oh yeah, just wash away the um, whatever so that was. I, that that's creepy. I'm we're sorry. kind of like we got we're running the time, but you know, and we got some more time. But I want I I want to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna make a I don't know it's maybe it's a leap, um, but it's not, it won't be the first or the last time mm-hmm. that I make a giant leap in logic. But I want to bring up Dobby is. As in terms of as it relates to Kanye West, um, um, okay. in terms of <laughs> intentions versus execution. So Kanye, I think, is like our greatest example of someone who has. I don't even want to call him noble, but he has these intentions, and then in his arg- in the style that he argues for, you know, or he makes his arguments in the style that he goes about things. Um, his execution takes away from the point that he's making so often. Like, if you boil down, like, his latest rant or whatever, it was mostly about, like, you shouldn't have these, like, weird barriers to entry to be creative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you have talent and if you have skill, it shouldn't matter that, like, you need these, like, closed systems, these, like, you know, white investors, and um, you have to put up your like, all of this, you have to sacrifice and put up all these things in order to, like, be able to even attempt to make something, to be creative, right? The Like, mm-hmm. you should, the thing that should stop you from being creative is that people don't buy your work, don't appreciate it if it's not received well. But the fact that you have the talent and the perseverance and, like, the desire to do something, that in and of itself should be the most important thing to being able to create something. And he, at a certain point, like, relates it back to just, like, school in general. Like, we have all these people going to school and then leaving with these mounds of debt. Um, And that debt then makes it harder or impossible for them to go after these, like, creative goals and creative dreams. And we also have, like, this system in place where if you want to be a writer or if you want to be an actress or whatever... You're not, you have to sacrifice, but you also have to be in these, in these hubs 
these of places that is very expensive to live, you mm-hmm. know? So then you end up not going to that audition because you have to take a double shift so that you can pay your rent or you can eat your food or whatever. And so his, the argument that he was trying to make, I think is, has validity and it's worth like discussing, right? I'm not saying whether or not he's right or wrong, but there's something there that is worth exploring and discussing. Mm-hmm. But the way he goes about it, as in, I'm $52 million in debt. Hey, Mark Zuckerberg, can you call me? Hey, can you know, people just start laughing at him and it discounts and it takes away from the point that he was trying to make. Because mm-hmm. his execution is flawed. Mm-hmm. And like, even the houseway, like, that's what you remember from that okay, interview. The but point the point he was make. making in that, in those interviews were points worth discussing Mm -hmm. Dobby is like this to me the point that Dobby is trying to make is you are important and needed um, in the larger cause of the movement so therefore I need you to not put yourself in a dangerous position Mm -hmm. (laughs) the way that Dobby goes about doing that is to put him in a dangerous position yeah so and also to, um, and also to not realize that like Harry actually does need to be at Hogwarts because the chamber is opening and Harry plays a role in in whatever way of doing that. But Harry also needs to be aware, even if Harry does what he should do and leaves it to the teachers to fix and solve, he needs to be aware that Voldemort is capable of opening the chamber. That that's Voldemort. He wouldn't have known that if he would have been in the Dursleys, cut off from the I mean, world. Not only that, but he wouldn't have been able to. He learn, wouldn't have been able to learn magic and get strong enough to defeat, to defeat Voldemort again. Anyway. Exactly. He needs um, to be at Hogwarts just for the sheer fact that he needs to be able to learn the magic that he needs to go up against. Oh, I didn't know that that was dude from. Um, sorry, nope, not doing it. Okay. Uh, Goblet of the um, Fires on television. But yeah, okay. so that's the point. And so, yeah, it was a little bit of a... Depa- I mean, it was a big departure, but... I mean, yeah, and I think that, like, you execution. tend... I think that you tend to, like... Forgive place him. Place more... Yeah, you forgive based I, on the intention, intention. And I tend to be like, nah, bro. Because like, the execution that, matters. The execution matters. And I do... And I think that I do take, like, intention into account, and which is why I don't hate Dobby, obviously. It's, uh, yeah, like, exactly. And I love Dobby. And but I think you're later still gonna on, call him out. And I think later on, he does much better. Like, Goblet of Fire, he's much better in helping Harry. Order of the Phoenix, he comes through. Uh, Half the Prince... Like, every other time he comes through in a way that's helpful... Um, and that, like, his intention lines up with his execution, but here it doesn't, and I'm just like, what is wrong with you? You need to get your life together and, like, actually... Yeah. My other thing is, like, when you try to help someone, it tends to be important to ask, like, how they would like to be helped. Um, Yes. So, yeah, and I get that he can't totally tell Harry everything that's gonna happen, um, because... But in the same way that you, if you value Harry, you should value his autonomy and his decision David! Sorry. I love David Tennant. All right. Um, Back to, like, you know, Chamber of Secrets. He's so cute. Um, But, too, he's not cute there. But, ugh, ugh. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, so, anyway, so, the execution matters. And to you, or what I was saying, too, is that, like, he... He values Harry and who Harry is, but if you truly valued Harry, you would also value the fact that he's like, stop trying to help me, bro. Exactly. 
Like, he's made the decision. Now you have to let him see it through. Exactly. Um, Get off, he said loudly. And then Dobby, again, that was creepy. So he didn't even know who he was. He was just like, bruh, oh my God. And he's like, oh. Imagine if it was like um, Lavender Brown and uh, Ron. Or who's the girl (laughs) that keeps trying to like flip Harry? Like, Ramil Devane. Ramil Devane. Oh my God. Imagine how much creepier it would be if it was Ramil Devane. But still. Ten times creepier. Okay. Same amount of creepier. Dobby warned and warned Harry Potter. Author. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Why didn't you heed Dobby? Why didn't Harry Potter go back home when he missed the train? What are you doing here? And how do you know that I missed the train? Dobby's lip trembled and Harry was seized by a sudden suspicion. It was you. You stopped the barrier from letting us through. Indeed, yes, sir. Dobby hid and watched for Harry Potter and sealed the gateway, and Dobby had to iron his hands afterward. But Dobby didn't care, sir, and he thought Harry Potter was safe, and never did Harry, did Dobby dream that Harry Potter would get to school another way. Dobby was so shocked when he heard Harry Potter was back at Hogwarts. He let his master's dinner burn. Such a flogging Dobby never had, sir. Oh, my God. I just, like, I hate it. That's the thing. Also, it was, like, while Dobby is, like, a problem, like, the way that he's executing this, he's still enslaved and, like, and fuck the Malfoys for not letting him be a free and... Yeah. Ha! Wait, look at... I forgot, fuck the Malfoys, like, right there. Oh. <laughs> um, exact word for word, what you just thought. Um, you re- nearly got Ron and me expelled, Ron, Harry said fiercely. And he slumped back, like, it says he slumped back, back onto his pillow. It's kind of like in a resigned, like... Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, I'm really mad at you, but, but you got also, flogged, and, exactly. like, your life is why, and you... And it starts to, but then he says, you better get lost before my bones come back, Dobby, or I might strangle you. Dobby smiled weakly. Dobby is used to death threats, sir. Dobby gets them five times a day at home. Um, he blew his nose in the corner of the filthy pillowcase he wore, looking so pathetic that Harry felt his anger ebb away in spite of himself. Same. Empathy. Which is what I'm saying. Same. It's like, you're upset, but then again, you're just like, okay, but... Dobby's lot is like, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. And it you doesn't can, excuse what he's doing or like the way, yeah, it doesn't excuse what he's doing. But, but it makes you. There's still, yeah, obviously like he's still needs, you know, he's deserving of empathy and sympathy. Yeah. Um, why do you wear that thing, Dobby? He asked curiously. Your curiosity killed the cat or at least petrified the cat. <laughs> you need to learn. You're going to learn someday. No, you're not. You're what? never going to learn. This sir, Dobby said, plucking at the pillowcase. Tis a mark of the house elves' enslavement, sir. Dobby can only be freed if his masters present him with clothes, sir. The family is careful not to pass Dobby even a sock, sir, for then he would be free to leave their house forever. <laughs> That's, so, it just occurred to me, like, sock. can you imagine the Malfoys doing their laundry? <laughs> That's just funny to me. Anyway. Seriously. They probably pay for someone else, a person to do it. Right. Um... Dobby mopped his bulging eyes and said suddenly, Harry Potter must go home. Harry thought, Dobby thought his bludger would be enough to make, um, Your bludger, said Harry, anger rising once more. What do you mean, your bludger? Dobby you never made meant that to bludger kill. try to kill me? Dobby never meant to kill. Only meant to maim and possibly seriously no, injure. No, that's just... I just love it. Okay. Not <laughs> kill you, sir. Never kill you. Dobby wants to save Harry Potter's life. Better sit home, grievously injured, than remain here, sir. Dobby only wanted Harry Potter hurt enough to be sent home. Can you chop that up to another great plan? Great plan. plan. I got it. I'm on it. Awesome. Um, Great plan. Oh, was that all, said Harry angrily. I don't suppose you're going to tell me why you wanted me home sent home in pieces. Ah, if Harry Potter only knew. If he knew what he means. 
to us, to the lowly, the enslaved, we, the dregs of the magical world. Dobby remembers how it was when he who must not be named was at the height of his power, sir. We house elves were treated like vermin, sir. Of course Dobby is still treated like that, sir, he admitted, drying his face on the pillowcase, so he's not making it okay um but mostly sir life has improved for my kind since you triumphed over he who must not be named harry potter survived sir and the dark lord's power was broken and it was a new dawn sir and harry potter shone like a beacon of hope for those of us who thought the dark days would never end sir and now at hogwarts terrible things are to happen and perhaps happening already. And Dobby cannot let Harry Potter stay here now that history is to repeat itself. Now that the Chamber of Secrets is open once more. Okay, so that was a lot. Um, Dobby puts a lot on Harry. But we put a lot on our heroes. We do, but he's also 12 years old. We put a, we put a lot on our heroes and, and it doesn't we, matter yeah. what age they are. Totally. I think, and I get, I know, I understand that's the point, um, but it's a lot. Yes. I mean, we were talking earlier about Justin Bieber. This is off before taping, but the fact that, like, Justin, like, I, I think I said in some, whatever context we were talking about, like, all of the things that Justin Bieber did were, when he was being, at, like, the height of his stupid, was, like, if you boiled it down teenage stupid you know what I mean but it was just that he was um burdened with glorious purpose (laughs) and money and wealth and fame so instead of drag racing you know a 1982 Honda he was drag racing like a 2015 whatever car I don't know cars Ferrari Lamborghini whatever whatever A, a rich people car a rich person car and instead of egging a neighbor's house and doing like $30 $30 in damage. He Fabergé egged a neighbor's house. The neighbor happened to be living in like some whatever mansion and did $200,000 in damage. And like, if you took away, if you stripped away Justin Bieber's name and you stripped away his money and you stripped away his profile, how many 15 year olds do you know have, you know, drag or not 15, but you know, how many teenagers do you know have drag race, have play pranks on neighbors, have eggs their houses or whatever. But it was this whole big, like, oh, my God, he's let everyone down. And what kind of role model is he? Mm-hmm. And our children, we spend money and our children listen to him and look up to him. And it's like, well, what kind of parent are you that you're letting your kid look up look to, up to, to a 17-year-old? Right, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. is that That's a lot. And, I, and it's a lot. It's, like, it's part of the reason Harry's not really allowed to have a childhood. A spe- like, you know, not even, not even, like, looking at, like, the abuse that he endured um, before he found out he was a wizard. Um, But everyone had put so much on him the minute he gets there. And so he doesn't even really get to be his own person. Like, he does, but he doesn't really get to be his own person because there's so many other people who have all these, like, high expectations and see him as something else, like, something... Not something he's not necessarily, but they already have an idea of who he is before they actually meet him. So he's already been, like, idolized in their heads before they actually meet the person. And um, it's the one shout-out to Dumbledore that I'm giving him this chapter. What, they kept, that he kept him away from all that? That he gave, in, the, in spite of, I mean, if you have to choose. No, because, like, you shouldn't have to choose between 
fame and pressure and living your life under a microscope or well, I think abuse. That in theory, <laughs> in theory, shout out to Dumbledore because I think that it's in not practice, like yeah. I don't think necess- that that he knew necessarily that the Dursleys were going to be that way. Obviously, yes. once he found that out, he should have taken Harry out. But if we're talking about Dumbledore when he leaves Harry on the doorstep, just in that moment, like. What he's what he did was important, and his reasoning for it behind that was important. Despite the fact that he Despite also the left a toddler kid on the on a doorstep for hours for hours. Uh-huh. Um, Barty. Um. So Dobby froze, horror struck, then grabbed Harry's water jug from the bedside table and cracked it over his head, toppling out of sight. <laughs> a second not later, funny. A second later, he crawled back onto the bed, cross-eyed, muttering, bad Dobby, very bad Dobby. So there is a Chamber of Secrets, and did you say it's been opened before? Tell me, Dobby. But, um... um, He seized the elf's bony wrist as Dobby's hand inched toward the water jug. But But I'm not muggle-born. How can I be in danger from the Chamber? Because you're Harry Potter. Ah, sir, ask me no more. Ask no more, poor Dobby, stammered the elf, his eyes huge in the dark. Dark deeds are planned in this place. But Harry Potter must not be here when they happen. Go home, Harry Potter. Go home. Harry Potter must not meddle in this, sir. Tis too dangerous. I think one of the things Harry has to get used to um, is that it's always about him. Like, part of... It's funny, because we always talk about how, like, they are... Like, they tend to meddle in... Like, the trio is always Mm -hmm. something that's not their business. But I think that whenever something... Whenever Harry finds out somebody's after him, or, like, why does this have to do with me... Just assume it has, has to do... Like, if somebody tells you it has to do with you, assume that it's because you're Harry Potter and it has something to do with... Like, just Voldemort. assume it. Because, it, like, you know, it's like... It's in Go- like in Goblet of Fire, which we're wa- which is, like, on in the background right now, but there's a moment um, when Harry's talking to Sirius in the fire, and he says... And he's like... Why would he anyone... He said he wanted me. And it's like, Harry, of course he wants you. He's Voldemort. That's his main thing. You should know that from when he came and tried to kill you as a baby. Even if you don't know about the prophecy, you should know that nobody faces Voldemort and lives to tell the tale. So he's so obsessed. Just like, and that's, obsessed that was my you. thing. He's obsessed, obsessed with you because like, it's like how. Point, right. And it's like second year, maybe you may you might not need, you know what I mean? Maybe mm. you don't, just, you haven't totally grasped it. But eventually you just need to like understand and accept that like. Third year. That's what's when the happening. guy and who you think and is like, after you isn't actually after you, but it still has something to okay, do with you. Okay, wait, okay, wait. You're no, that's not. You went a little. You're getting no, carried away. Third year is when he should have realized. After third year, you should be like, oh, it's always Voldemort. It's always Voldemort. always coming back to Voldemort. It's always coming back to Voldemort. Literally all the time, even when he's not around. Exactly. Um, who is it, Dobby? Harry said. Um, who opened? Who's opened it? Who opened it last time? Dobby can't, sir. Dobby can't. Dobby mustn't tell. Squeak the elf. Go home, Harry Potter. Go home. I'm not going anywhere. One of my best friends is Muggleborn. She'll be first in line if the chamber really has opened. Harry Potter risked his own life for his friends. So noble, so valiant, but he must save himself. He must. Harry Potter must not. I mean, so this is the other thing is Dobby is giving Harry cookies for shit that like he should just like that's your it's friend. Human. Right. That's your friend, bro. She goes, she's not even, it's not even just like, like that's your friend. It's your best friend. It's, it's not, it's not, he risks his life for his friends. So noble, so valiant. It's like, he's, she's my best friend. She's muggle born. She'd be first in line. But it's not I'm even a person. Also, so of course I would like. Yeah. And as much as like a lot of people, I guess you shouldn't have to, I'm not saying that you should stay, but she's, it's not even about whether or not she, they're friends 
or they don't right, know each other. Like human to human, like people are in danger, mm-hmm. and maybe he should go home, right? Like just because people are but in danger doesn't mean you need to home. run towards the danger. But right. you could at least tell me. And if I am to go home, can I at least go home putting everyone else who is in danger in a better place? Right. I care about anyone being in like danger. Bo- Dumbledore know like, oh, I found out who the person who opened the chamber secret. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, so there was a sudden noise. There were footsteps coming down the passage outside. Um, um, Dobby must go. Breathe the house. Breathe the elf terrified. There was a loud crack, and Dobby's fist was, or Harry's fist was suddenly clenched on thin air. He slumped back into his bed, his eyes in the dark doorway to the hospital wing as the footsteps drew nearer. Next moment, Dumbledore was backing into the dormitory wearing a long, woolly dressing nightgown, or dressing gown and nightcap. He was carrying one end of what looked like a statue. Professor McGonagall appeared a second later, carrying its feet. Together, they heaved it onto a bed. Get Madame Pomfrey, whispered Dumbledore. What um, happened, Madame Pomfrey whispered to Dumbledore, bending over the statue on the bed. Another attack, said Dumbledore. Minerva found him on the stairs. There was a bunch of grapes next to him, said Professor McGonagall. We think he was trying to sneak up here to visit Potter. Harry's stomach gave a horrible lurch. Slowly and carefully, he raised himself a few inches so he could look at the statue on the bed. A ray of moonlight lay across its staring face. It was Colin Creevy. His eyes were wide and his hands were stuck up in front of him, holding his camera. Petrified, whispered Miss Madame Pomfrey. Um, yes, said Professor McGonagall, but I shudder to think. If Albus hadn't been on the way downstairs for hot chocolate, who knows what might have. The three of them stared down at Colin. Then Dumbledore leaned forward and wrenched the camera out of Colin's rigid grip. You don't think he managed to get a picture of his attacker, said Professor McGonagall eagerly. Dumbledore didn't answer. He opened the back of the camera. Good gracious, said Madame Pomfrey. A jet of steam had hissed out of the camera. Harry, three beds away, caught the, the acrid smell of burnt plastic. Melted, said Madame Pomfrey, wonderingly. All melted. What does this mean, Albus? Professor McGonagall asked urgently. It means, said Dumbledore, that the Chamber of Secrets is indeed open again. Madame Pomfrey clapped a hand to her mouth. Professor McGonagall stared at Dumbledore. Okay, real quick. Um, where was Ben's 50 years ago? Like, was he not around when... I don't know how old Professor Ben's is to be honest, but, like, was he not around when the chamber was open? He probably didn't believe the chamber actually opened. He's annoying. Yeah. It's not since it's fairy child, it's probably got Miss... Miss probably good. Codswallop. Miss Dougal. Load of old Tosh. <laughs> um, but Miss Albus... <laughs> but Bay, Albus... Bay, uh, Bay, Bayana. Bayana Dougal. <laughs> but Albus, surely who? The, the question, question is, is not, not who, who. Said Dumbledore, channeling the doctor. The question is how... <laughs> He's, old, he's totally channeling the doctor in that moment. Silence will fall when not, the question is He's like, asked. no. Do you know when he's always like, when somebody asks a question, that's not the right question. Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> that's not the question. From what Harry could see, Professor McGonagall, of Professor McGonagall's shadow, shadowy face, she didn't understand this any better than he did. What's the thing? Like, he because knows who, Dumbledore be speaking in riddles. That, but then it's like, he knows who, he just won't say. And I think part of it is that he doesn't want to be like, it's Voldemort and, like, scare everybody half to death. Like, it's already terrifying. And also, is. though, a lot of people don't believe that Voldemort's still out there. Right, and can't even do this. Yeah. So... Because if, no matter what, even if um, Dumbledore said, like, Quirrell was being... was following Dumb- or Voldemort or whatever, there's still the possibility that most people, like, 
uh, fudge or something would be like. It was just Quirrell grabbing the Sorcerer's Stone exactly for, for his own glory and for his own money. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, it's Voldemort. Mm-hmm. So And that's, yeah, that's like a... He's it's more it's difficult. As much as Dumbledore doesn't mind being portrayed as like a crazy kooky old man, like he doesn't, he still knows that people are not, it's not. They're not ready for the truth. Yes. Can't handle and the it's truth. not readily like accepted that Voldemort is alive and lurking. You know, some people mm-hmm. think that, but not, it's, not everyone does. They think he's gone and they want, want to believe and remain believing that he's gone. Right. Okay. Totally. MVP? Um, Madame Pomfrey. Madame Pomfrey! Like, over here regrowing 33 bones Skella in a grow. night. 33 bones in a night. And being like, bitch, who asked you? These inept-ass teachers. Inept-ass motherfuckers. Sure, came to me straight away. Could have been done with this in a minute. Two seconds. You would have went to go party with the Gryffindors. Shoot. Sure. Anyway. Who you benching? I'm benching everyone else. Except... <laughs> except maybe Ron. And Hermione? No, Hermione, Hermione over here, all blind to her with her crush on Lockhart. No, she can be benched too. I'm pretty Long, sure Neville. What Neville do? All of them, just everyone else, because I'm not about to go through every other like minor character in the thing and like. Oh, but not you don't Amy, know but me. Not but not Pavard, Like no, Dean. All of Dean them do? except maybe Ron, but I'm just I could just stick Ron in there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dean is never benched because so it's bad. Madame um, Pomfrey is just on the but court it's like by herself everyone, because the thing is she just hold it down by herself. There ain't nobody else can, out there. Clearly, that's what pretty much what she did this whole time. It's like where are all the other teachers who should have been paying attention to the fact that Harry is being chased around by this bludger? Where's Madame Hooch not doing her? Where is Madame Hooch? Where is Wood not like? Caring more about the team, more about the game than about Harry. Even Harry caring more about the game than about himself. Even like, like there's just so many things that Slytherin for just being dumb and just horrible all the time. So it's just like, yeah, they should all, they're all benched. They all take a seat. Have, have all of the seats. The entire Um, stadium is filled with the benched team. The hills are alive. On the court. With the sound of bench what? players. I don't know. I'm okay. sorry. Who did you bench? Um, so I did it last week because I couldn't wait any longer, but I it rolls over to this week, Dumbledore, which is to say that Dumbledore allowed for Gilderoy Lockhart to be there. He sure. allowed for um, them to continue playing. I don't know. That's kind of more Madam Hooch. I can't really give that to him. Because who knows if he was even there. Yeah. Because he apparently doesn't show up to all the games. He allowed for Lockhart to be there teaching, being around That's students, pretty much the whole thing, yeah. thinking that he is better than a trained professional, even though I'm he flourishing his wand and shit. Sorry. <laughs> he was twirling his wand though. Like, before you, you twirling your wand though, but you can't even take care of pixies. Right. And you over here trying to re- you're trying to fix some bones. Mend a bone. How? How sway. How? Lockhart. How Gilderoy. You ain't got the answers, Gilderoy. Not at all, Dumbledore. Yeah. But yeah, but Dumbledore is how are, how Dumbledore. is this how is this man? We already saw at the beginning of the chapter he's making Harry reenact his great battles, and then they're supposed to write a poem in defense against the dark arts. They're writing a poem about his victory. How is that school? What are they learning? What are you teaching them? Quidditch is supposed to be a 
a fun activity. And yes, there is like you learn things through competition and competition is serious at certain points, but it is not to the level of you can buy your way onto a team. What are they learning there? That if you have enough money, skill doesn't matter. Right. It's not to the level of you should be putting yourself at harm's risk because just to win a game. Like, what is Harry learning there? Mm-hmm. What is Wood learning? Who is teaching them? Just like all of them, man. All of them. You know, like, just there's so many different things. Yeah, it makes no sense. All of um, them. Um, thank you for listening. Um, next week, we will be discussing Chapter 11, The Dueling Club. Um, so you can guess what may or may not make a cameo. I just might say that whenever Gilderoy should be benched, I'm a bench Dumbledore. Because how does he have that job? Okay, wait. But why? First of all, he was the only person for the job. We already said that. Could, could Dumbledore all, not? Are a, you could, really gonna bench Dumbledore for the entire book? Can you think about that? Is Dumbledore really the person you're gonna bench for the entire book? Because why is he there? But again, he was the only person for the job. We talked about this, but also Lockhart. You can't then put all the blame on on Dumbledore. Like Lockhart is, he is definitely has, too blame. Like yeah. he has blame. He's not just like a he's an autonomous party. person yeah. and he's making That's these the decisions. Thing. He could have he could have been a fraud and still been a good teacher. He really could have. So it's totally like not it's like it's Lockhart. Like don't like yeah. He really could have. Yeah, he could have so taught He's not the book. just a he's not like a neutral party in this and like just got hired and it's like but, I don't know why I'm here. Dumbledore hired me, whatever. It's I also dislike like, him so much that I yeah. feel like he shouldn't even be around I have never, ever seen... Can we... Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. I've never seen the extended version of the Goblet of Fire, and now they're singing the Hogwarts theme song, and I'm like, what? And why does Crab look like such an idiot? Because Crab <laughs> anyway, is an idiot. Anyway, he's an idiot. Sorry. Um, anyway, back to Chamber of Secrets. Um, we're going to go back and watch this after we are done. Oh, thanks. Okay. Anyway, thank <laughs> you for listening. <laughs> Next week, we'll be discussing Chapter 11, The Dueling Club. Um, please make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, sorry for all the confusing stuff with the Harry Potter movies. We can't help ourselves. You see Harry Potter, watch Harry Potter. Um, it's a rule. It's a rule. Um, it's actually like a, a mandatory rule if you're part of the team. So, so if you are on Wizard If you're team, not watching Harry Potter right now and you're not like out in the world doing things. You bench. What are you doing? You benched. What are you doing? Um, if you would like to join the conversation on Twitter, you can at us at We Black and Nerds, hashtag wizard team. Um, it's probably better to hashtag wizard team for like character re- count reasons. Um, but I don't want to tell you how to live your life. But if you, yeah, you don't have to add us. You can every just. Time, but every you, time. If you, you can, want to, you can, but you don't always have to. If you, you hashtag wizard team, we are checking. We're always on that hashtag. Um, we will see it. We will look at long neck Dean. Hey, boo. Hey, back off. All right. I'll be over there with Bay and Slytherin Land. I don't know. There's, is there a hot black Ravenclaw? There should be. Yeah, there probably is. I mean, Ernie McMillan is black. I'm calling it now. No, he's I'm not. just making it. Okay, anyway. Um, he's black and he's fine and he mine. Check out our website at blackgirlsnerdout.com. Um, follow us on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Follow me at Yana Hollows. Yana underscore Hollows. Follow Robin at Robin underscore Ravenclaw. Facebook, Black Girls Nerd Out. Instagram, Black Girls Nerd Out. Tumblr, Black Girls Nerd Out. You got it. Shout out to me. Um, thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll see you guys next, next week. week. Bye. Bye.